Imagine you are sitting at a table in a restaurant with a menu of choices to order from and the kitchen is the part of the system that will prepare your order. What is missing is the critical link to communicate your order to the kitchen and deliver your food back to your table. That's where the waiter or API comes in. Here the waiter is the messenger or API that takes your request or order and tells the kitchen that is the system what to do. Then the waiter delivers the response back to you and in this case it is the food. So you may be wondering why we are talking about restaurant, waiter, kitchen, food and all. Let's wait for some time. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Navin Samala and with my co-host Sudhakar Naganla. So folks, today we are going to discuss the topic API world and we are pleased to welcome Chaitanya to our show. A master's in computer science from Old Dominion University, Chaitanya Guntur is the chief engineer at Demand Bridge, a software company that builds ERP and accounting software for the promotional and print distributorship industry. Joined this company from his campus and for the past 21 years, Chaitanya has been instrumental in architecting the new products for Demand Bridge. For the last 27 years of my association with Chaitanya, one thing that did not change is his passion for technology. He always wanted to create something big with the help of technology. So it is indeed a great opportunity to talk to Chaitanya about this evergreen technical topic, APIs, which is creating a lot of buzz in the industry of late. Chaitanya, welcome to our show. Sudhakar and Naveen, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be a part of uh, the Guiding Voice, which has become a phenomenon in the podcast world. Let's get started. Cool. So Chaitanya, what is API in layman terms? The API definition, going back to its origin, the standard technical definition is application programming interface. That's how it started out in the earlier uh, olden times of uh, programming and software development. And originally, the goals of uh, the concept of an API were to promote modular software development and to build systems that are loosely coupled and for uh, abstraction and hiding information between the various pieces of a complex system to promote uh, ease of uh, development and uh, to manage change across the various parts of a system. And examples of uh, traditional APIs back from the original days of software development would be if we take popular programming languages like uh, Java or Perl or C Sharp and another popular language that has exploded in recent times, Python. These languages provide libraries of functions and subroutines for uh, programmers to leverage and build more complex systems based on those uh, foundations and fundamentals. So that's nothing but the concept of an application programming interface API. From that traditional foundation, we have evolved 
over time and uh, we we have a very rich landscape of what apis have uh, evolved into which we can talk about as we go but uh, the traditional definition is still relevant and uh, the fundamentals of what apis allow us to achieve are still relevant in today's world Excellent. it provides for having an api is uh, a requirement in today's world for any software development system and we can say that it provides uh, many different advantages in addition to everything that i talked about yeah you talked about loosely coupled systems functions and subroutines and at the end you said you know this provide as advantages what are the kind of significant advantages are you referring to again there is the traditional software development advantages that apis provide and in the modern world there are other financial and business related advantages as well from a software development point of view apis allow for uh, resilience to change by allowing loosely coupled systems to interact with each other using apis for communication they allow for uh, modular development where different teams and uh, different geographically distributed uh, teams even can build separate parts of the system without having to worry about what the entire system will look like down the line so these goals of uh, software development are what APIs allow for in addition to that in today's world having a well documented API that allows external clients and uh, your business partners to integrate with your software product is a a core uh, uh, part of your business model and allows for a significant chunk of revenue for modern software development companies uh, that build product so both from a software development point of view as well as from a, uh, a business point of view apis have taken over a, a life of its own and those are the examples of significant advantages that apis allow in today's world so chetan now that we have spoken about the advantages of using these apis can you share a practical or a real world example of an api my favorite example is what i typically do when i have a question in my uh, daily professional life when i'm sitting at a computer and i have a uh, i face a common question what is something and that something can be something in my personal life my professional life about technology the day to day world that is out there and the first thing we do is we go fire up the browser and type in something into a google search box and the responses that we get for our question bring the world to our fingertip that is an example of uh, a use of an api where the google search is the function that is being performed by the specific tool that you are using it can be the browser it can be your mobile phone it could be any electronic device that is capable of interacting with the google api provider on the other side the api itself is a guide as to how to interact with the google search system on the other side and the results are as you can see that the the way the api was implemented has allowed google to vault into the uh, number one spot even in today's world after so long uh, in that space of course on the other side the api itself is meaningless if the product and the algorithm that google's search is built upon is uh, 
not good enough so you can't just say that the api is everything but the api is a way to the means of uh, delivering the value of the product behind it and my example is leveraging the concept of a web api in today's world this is a more uh, uh, specific evolution of apis from uh, taken from right from the origin of software development to when we fast forward to today's world when somebody says api this is an example of uh, a, a more common a, a types of apis that are present a web api other examples of web apis can be uh, people use dropbox twitter or slack for day to day interaction with those products those products are all primarily built with web based apis that are leveraged to build clients that interact with those products so in fact uh, it reminds me of my good old uh, coding days wherein we have written some apis which are used to interact uh, through our java code to a cobol program and which is meant to create an order or track an order and all that all happened through this uh, regular apis but you mentioned about web api right so that is a term that we are coming across very frequently these days so how do you define this web apis or can you elaborate what this web apis are all about that's a very good question the way you phrased it the web based apis or web apis are one particular subclass of uh, the many different types of api technologies that have evolved and at various times in the past to 3 to 4 decades have uh, taken up leadership in the market space and then sort of fallen back by the wayside as a newcomer has stepped up and gained popularity right now it is i think safe to say that web apis are enjoying their day in the limelight the difference between or what keeps web apis apart from the other types of apis that are available like in your uh, example of uh, uh, a java program interacting with a cobol program that that might have been through specific uh, what, what are called uh, remote process invocations uh, not necessarily relying on technology that modern web apis use so what what keeps them separate is the way that web apis are uh, built and uh, designed to be invoked web apis are built on a platform that uses the http protocol for communication so our uh, the protocol that drives the world wide web and the internet today is is the exact same protocol that's used in web apis so that way web apis naturally lend themselves to uh, coexisting in this ecosystem which is no different from everyday internet and if a web api of today follows the uh, rest principles uh, stands for uh, representational state transfer and if a web api is restful then it is uh, able to interact with clients in a very specific way that allows clients to make assumptions that are always correct as to how those apis behave that allows for uh, a very easy implementation of uh, products that leverage these apis these web apis so in today's world web apis have uh, become very popular because of that ease of use and a consistent and uh, 
ability to leverage the HTTP protocol that is common to the internet. So Chaitanya, you talked about the traditional good old APIs with the example that Navin picked up a Java program pulling the data from COBOL or vice versa. And you talked about the evolution of web APIs and the REST principles that are available as of today. So what are some of the common tools and technologies that are used in this REST web API world? As I said, the web API space evolved as a side-by-side development of the World Wide Web and the Internet. So a lot of the tools and technologies used within the web API space are common to the, the tools and technologies used for building the Internet in general. A fundamental knowledge of uh, markup languages is key to understanding how web-based APIs function. For example, knowing a markup language like HTML allows for uh, understanding how a browser can interpret and display uh, content delivered via uh, the HTML markup data format. Evolving on top of HTML has been the concept of XML, which is a more formalized representation of uh, data using tags. And uh, that particular markup language has become, over time, it became very popular and was key for certain types of uh, API technologies like the SOAP protocol, which is a simple object access protocol. And on top of that, now in modern web APIs, we've got the the new data format called JSON, which stands for JavaScript Object Notation. And that is building on top of uh, the XML standard. And it has become very popular for uh, its uh, ability to convey the same uh, types of information as its previous uh, predecessors like XML, as well as the ability to do that in a much smaller footprint. So the bandwidth required for exchanging the same type of information that would be possible through an equivalent XML payload is much smaller when you use JSON. And that has uh, led to an explosion in its popularity in today's world. So knowledge of um, JSON, use use of uh, the HTTP protocol, and uh, some of the tools, the clients that allow for uh, building and interacting with web APIs are what is required uh, to uh, make a mark in this space. Some of the tools would be, for example, uh, a common tool that I use in my day-to-day life when working with APIs is uh, called Postman. This tool is uh, a commercial software, but uh, there's also a free version available, which allows for somebody who's starting out to have a a quick uh, uh, ability to get their feet wet in this space. And Postman has a web-based and a desktop version that allows for easy interaction as a client with any available web API, which might be commercial web APIs or publicly available web APIs. So with the, some of the tools and technologies. You know, with the advantages you highlighted about APIs, I'm sure our audience will be really interested in taking this forward. What are some of the resources 
to gain further knowledge about APIs at launch? The first and best resource would be the internet. For me, I have always had good results learning about new tools and technologies by using the trusty Google search. Whenever uh, there is a question, we I, I don't know if anybody who doesn't go type it in into Google search and get re- reliable results in the very first page. So that would be where I would go to research further about uh, API concepts and uh, specific technologies. And the next uh, resource would be in general, just to get good definitions and a high-level overview, I always uh, go to Wikipedia for uh, learning about concepts and then digging deeper into related tools and technologies. Again, we, like I said, Wikipedia is a very high-level summary, all collected in one place, but it's a very good starting point to gain knowledge of core concepts so that you can start out with good fundamental knowledge. And further, uh, using uh, available free resources would be also a good way to get started on your own if you don't have the advantages of uh, a software development company behind you with tools that are provided for you. You can still leverage uh, tools like Postman and uh, simple browser developer plugins that are available in modern browsers today like Chrome and uh, Firefox. Some real solid uh, resources to learn with, learn more about the APIs and all. And thanks for the amazing conversation so far. So, Chaitanya would like to spice up this conversation with a few rapid fire uh, questions, wherein we are going to ask you some interesting questions and you can answer in uh, uh, one or two words. Are you ready for it? I am ready for it. And uh, I will caution you that uh, one or two words might not be enough. So, I reserve the right to <laughs> expand on Fair sure. enough, yeah. Three words there. <laughs> yeah, sure. So here comes the first bullet from our rapid fire. And what is the biggest risk that you have ever taken? This is one of those uh, long answers. Going back to my college days after graduation, I was uh, looking to do to see what I could do next. It was year 2000. And as uh, people of my generation will know, the Y2K problem and... Uh, the dot-com boom was happening at that point in time. So Silicon Valley was the place to be in San Francisco. When you introduced me at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that I was a graduate of the Old Dominion University. That's located in Virginia on the east coast of the United States. So for after graduation, naturally, to go to Silicon Valley, which is on the west coast of the country... That's clear to 3,000 miles difference between the two coasts. So I got into my car and with my roommate who was in a second car, the two of us decided we were going to drive coast to coast. And we drove 3,000 miles, four days and three nights across the United States when we were uh, 22 years old. So that's the biggest risk that I took, (laughs) which didn't seem like a risk at that point in time. It was a grand adventure. And I yeah. don't know that I'll be able to ever do that again in this lifetime. Absolutely. I think this uh, this will be something which you will cherish forever. I had similar incident where uh, me along with my two friends, we traveled overnight about 300 kilometers on a bike through forest area and all. It was like 20 years ago. And now I look back, it sounds so scary and all. And thanks for sharing that incident. Here comes my next bullet. What could you talk 
about for hours together with absolutely no preparation with what kind of topic i think it would be my uh, current role in the company which is uh, systems integration and uh, as a result interacting with these apis between systems that's that's also been the topic of today's conversation and the reason for that is because i am immersed in that in in the last few years of my life so that's something that i'm very comfortable talking about great here comes the next bullet what is a fun fact about you i don't know if others will consider this a fun fact but i'm i love playing cricket in my free time and i am an avid cricket follower as probably half of the country is in india if not more that's uh, <laughs> been my uh, go to hobby all my life outside of work sure and uh, here comes the next one given a chance to interview a celebrity who would you choose speaking of cricket that would be uh, i am from the sachin tendulkar era after which there was uh, the mahendra dhoni era and then the virat kohli era and i would say we of the sachin tendulkar era are very loyal and uh, still sachin fans no matter what era is current in cricket so sachin tendulkar would be the my choice of a celebrity i would love to spend some face time with there's no wonder yeah he's the legend of cricket one last question from the rapid fire round if you were to rename yourself what would it be so my story with about my name is i have two brothers and so we were named similar uh, sounding names my name is chaitanya and my twin brothers are named ananya and anyonya so i guess we are uh, too tightly coupled here with names to be able to change our names easily we would break a convention right so <laughs> i but about a name i have heard from from my mother that uh, she wanted to possibly name me the gautam when i was a kid so maybe that could be a alternative awesome and thanks for sharing those personal details and you have been such a sport thanks for actively participating in the rapid fire so over to you sudhakar thank you navin so chaitanya or i don't know whether i should call you gautam now um, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being such a sport uh, one final question for this session is what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to shine in the technology world one thing that is constant in our life not just in technology is change then nothing remains the same everything changes over time technology evolves and today's leading software and technology and protocols and uh, products don't remain the same there will always be something different that comes along in a very short while so my uh, experience has been you are successful if you keep yourself open and don't resist change and embrace it so the degree to which you are able to be resilient and uh, embrace change is what allows you to be most successful you can keep up with the change the analogy is when a tree faces a harsh wind the trees that bend are the ones that that survive and the trees that don't bend are the ones that break and fall off so my advice would be for those who are starting out or who aspire at any point in their life to uh, make a mark would be recognize that change is inevitable and be open to change excellent so be open for change resiliency to change is the success mantra 
Chaitanya, it was phenomenal talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was indeed great experience to talk about the overall API world. We really appreciate you taking time for us. Thank you. Thank you All for right, giving so, me this opportunity as well. I really appreciate it. All right. So it was pleasure hosting you, Chaitanya. A lot of insights. All right. So it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And today's trivia is about processors. So folks, which legacy sockets accepted both Intel and AMD CPUs? I know you are thinking, but let me tell you the answer. Socket 5, okay, which was designed and released uh, March 1994, originally designed for second gen P5 Pentium processors among other Intel parts. But it could also accept AMD K5 chips and also x86 Cyrix CPUs and IDT's win chip series. It was not planned, but it came as a coincidence. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time, bye-bye. And we are signing off for today. See you all in the next episode.